Okay, hey guys, how are you? Uh, sorry for the taking ages and ages and ages. Same excuses. So now I decided once I've knocked off, you know, stay at work, record this pod. Uh, right now it's 20.30 or 8.30 as everyone else calls it. That's like what, one and a half hours before the whoever we're playing? I really don't know. Uh, but yeah, I just want to say thank you to anyone who's been listening. Uh, just say hi to me on uh, Twitter at Red from Z, and then on Instagram at uh, muzo.k, muzo.k. And uh, let's recap the last match that we played. That was the FA Cup match, right? This is how lost I've been in with work and everything else. So when the match started, we we'll start with the first. When the match started, I was like, "Why is Matic playing? Why is Pogba playing? He's tired. Let's you know, let's give the dude a rest." And I've been championing him, being, you know, having a two-week, three-week rest, especially you know, especially at the beginning of this month, so that we give him time to get back to get back to match fitness for the PSG match. And but also you can see why the you know to play him consistently because he hasn't been you know playing regularly at you know a motivated team for over, nearly three years so you know get everyone in the groove but you know we need to give him a rest uh, that includes Rashford too but anyway back to my point Matic tired I mean Matic why is he still playing Pogba I always say he's tired needs a rest and Lukaku like that but anyway you need to start but then you know you know i always want lukaku not to i don't like lukaku we should have so we sh- should still sell him we should have sold him before chelsea got Higuain. they would have bought him Chelsea wanted to buy him at first and we went and you know put a 90 million pound bid plus chelsea against signing old players and Higuain's on a big wage so surely they would have taken him but anyway in the first half, he went. He goes and makes you know. First off, he was making very good runs. I have to give. I have to give him that. He looked alert. Every time he saw a player, like I remember Ashley Young, messed up a pass. Even Andrea messed up a pass. As soon as he saw a player on the ball, even with you know against four defenders, you'd immediately immediately shoot off and make a, you know, a darting diagonal run. Behind the defense, but you know both those guys messed up chances. And then he goes and makes two assists. And they're actually good ones. You know what I mean? You think of the first one where he did the, you know, the Ronaldinho. He obviously didn't do it as sleekly and as technically good. Even the pass was, you know, a bit messy. But he made the pass. And you, you could see what he was doing, you know. Completely blindsided all the defenders. As usual, Sanchez was also alert. He made that wonderful run. You know, evaded the keeper and put it in a good finish in quite a tight angle. And uh, yeah, man, it was really impressive from Lukaku. Even the the second assist, you know, he waited until he didn't just you know have a rush of blood to the head and fuck it, fuck it up. But you know, waited and then you know just passed a nice low one. It wasn't nice. It was bubbly, but you know the idea was there. And Lingard really an out of character great finish from him. Stopped the ball with his left. Then just picked a spot and just passed it, you know. 
right into the corner where Czech couldn't reach. It was actually really good. It was an out of character game from both Lukaku and Lingard. But yeah, Lukaku looked good. And um Alexis looked on point. You know, it just goes to show like for anyone if there's anyone that has been listening to me since the beginning we have we may not be the best team but one thing we do have is a lot of at players that love to attack that you know that love to attack and know how to attack so even if we go to the players who have been awful like Alexis uh, Lukaku Lingard who is a hit or miss you know if you just let give them the freedom and allow them they'll find a way and that's what happened you know Lukaku and Alexis two of our most shit players and they're, they're combining brilliantly and Lingard also so that was actually that was really encouraging um Matic you know a guy who I also want out he was actually good you know he had that first one touch thinking he made a great interception he was you know actually making interceptions you know my problem with Matic is he just watches the ball go over him he doesn't add anything to the defense but he was actually on point okay not on point but he was much better making tackles he made a silly one but at least he was making challenges at least people felt him so he must still go but you know well done to him for the improvement yeah so overall the first half the first half was really encouraging you know uh i'm not a fan of leaving the ball because we did let us not have the ball but you know that's our game plan now that's the olegana um game plan which if you actually think about it was the Mourinho one but just attacking wise you could see he didn't know how to coach those fuckers and also he just squeezed the life out of them just destroyed those people I'm looking at him now on the computer screen just <sighs> can we go to Aaron Ramsey you know everyone's savior apparently he's, you know he signed a contract with Juventus and his wages are crazy people it's like it was reported he's having like top the wages that he's going to get at juve are going to be like premier league top five wages and you look it's like i thought juve were the sensible ones especially looking at the player is he that good okay going back to juve have revived a lot of players and have made them you know world class you think of andrea pello who has finished at ac milan just had a new lease of life at Juve and became a super beast. Patrice Eva was run into the ground by David Moyes. And there he went on to go and contribute. Danny Alves looked out of it. He went and contributed there, but he was he was still he was really poor defensively. Which other players? Um come on, there's so many other players. Quadrado was useless at Chelsea revived there i mean he's still a hit or miss but you know he's so much better there there's so so many examples of you know juve just taking nothing players and free transfers the sami kadiras and turning them into like really useful players 
so I guess the Aaron Ramsey will contribute. You know, the Italian pundits are suggesting that, you know, he's going to add to that, you know, the forward moving force, the attacking force, someone getting into space and moving the ball forward, you know, adding numbers up front. But what's Dybala there for? Because obviously, you know, Manzukic and Ronaldo are occupying the topmost positions, right? As in the goal scoring positions. Where does Dybala fit in? Dybala. Where does he fit in into that? And Aaron Ramsey, I don't see him as being that really that good. He can contribute, but you know, tactically he's so naive. He just runs forward and leaves gaps. And the way our English pundits are praising him, it's like why don't they sign him? But if you think about it, everyone knows Arsenal's position. They don't have money. Stupidly, they committed to Mesut Ozil and gave him that big ass contract, despite his age. Despite, you know, his mentality and his consistency, they gave him that contract. So they're bound. They can't, they don't have, you know, the financial, you know, cushion that Man U or Man City has where they, you know, they're forced. There's nothing they can do. And actually respect, what's his name? Um, what's the coach? Una Emery. You know, he's, he said that, look, or is it the Arsenal board? It's like, yo, we can't do anything. We want to keep you, but for those wages, we can't. And obviously, you would rather keep Ramsey than Ozo because Ozo is completely frozen out. And Ozo's on massive wages. I really respect Una Emery. People are criticizing him, but look, if he's not going to do the job, then keep him out. I should teach other players also. I respect him for that. They look like they're going to have a hard, you know, one or two years once they build back their bank account or the American owner drop some cash. Then on to the second half. Let me be honest. Me, I, I skipped I skipped a lot of it. I was, I was on Instagram looking at, um, you know, Instagram models. <laughs> That's what you call them. I was mesmerized for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. But I still did pick up on some things. Um, Luke Shaw was good covering and clearing. He's really become good at covering, you know, when the opposition whips in crosses from the from their left side and it ends up on the right side, you know, aka Luke Shaw's position. And he's really good at covering. He puts his body into positions. He's always getting nasty bumps on his head. And even that same match, so he got pushed into, he was covering, blocked well, but he got pushed into the post. I think he hit his head or his shoulder or something. And he's really unlucky with those injuries. He keeps on getting those, you know, concussions and things. Remember the Spain one? That was nasty. But yeah, he's, you know, he's doing well. And, uh, you know, me, anyone that's been listening to it, besides mom, hey, mom, how are you? Um, he makes brilliant attacking runs and they keep getting ignored and it really angers me because it's another passing option Messi loves to make use of Jordi Alba and that, you know, those diagonal passes that they make or the looping pass that Messi makes to Jordi Alba they've resulted in so many goals let's use Luke Shaw he's so intelligent making those runs and a lot of them, if they are to be made he can have a lot of one-on-ones you know, 
let him have practice in finishing or he can be setting it setting it up crossing it across the line for someone else to finish or pulling it back like how Jordi Alba does for Messi we're really you know wasting and making him tired for nothing actually young fucked up across as usual it was that one way you know he just hit it like waist height at full speed right into Lukaku Lukaku <laughs> made Lukaku look like a fool it's like why did you do that no Ashley Young like if you want a lesson in how to fuck up at the wrong moment or the right moment watch Ashley Young when it's time to make a cross you get your lesson there speaking of Lukaku why did we let him take that free kick and as much as I criticize Young and he should go as well you know, <laughs> he was there. Let him take the free kick. Lukaku is technically he's horrible. So, and after seeing Ashley, Young, do you guys remember the Ashley Young, um, the Watford free kick away to Watford? Honestly, that is like if you didn't see it, and those who remember it, guys, honestly, that is like one of the technically best goals that I've ever seen. No cap. That was crazy. And from Ashley Young of all people. Did he score another free kick in that game? Or I think he scored one. Is it a few days. A few games after that. He should still go. And then. Lukaku taking the free kick. The first that was. Made me think of Andreas Pereira. And what a gem. That that guy should be our number one free kick taker. I mean, also Juan Mata. Was Juan Mata? No, he wasn't on the pitch. Why, aren't, why isn't Ole using Juan Mata more? That really is surprising. Especially in this forward-thinking football. I don't know. Maybe Mata is suited more for something more slightly possession-based. But it doesn't make sense why Pogba plays for matches. Like, if you've noticed most of the matches since, you know, the Ole Renaissance. If you notice, um, Pogba is tired like by 70 minutes. He's dragging his body. He's arriving late to help the defense. He can't, he's not pressing people. Just give the guy a rest. He, remember, he won the World Cup, so he reached the last point. He's been playing this difficult season. Mourinho has made it a mission to, you know, really drag him down. They should get a two-week rest. I mean, the, is it the PSG games on the 22nd? At least give him a 7-10 day rest or something. And also Rashford should be getting subbed also at 70 minutes. Because that guy, even when he's running on fumes, he's still going to make a lung-busting run to try and close someone. And you saw what happened. Was it the last? Was it the last no match? No, the one before that, he made a silly tackle. Nonsense tackle. I mean, we're chasing shadows. Well, he needs to be rested also. We can't be playing him 90 minutes with, you know, the way how he plays. There's Mata, Alexis is back, you know. Then God, Marcel, Lukaku. So there's plenty of cover for that. Oh, back to Pereira. That guy is a free kick taking master. It's sad that and he's obviously... Look, if I was to advise Pereira, I love him so much. But if I was to advise him, I'd be like, you're just... You have to leave. You're not getting game time. And he's... Is literally too good of a player and too useful of a player to be on the bench. That's how high I rate him. That's how good he is. It's a shame. Um, 
And speaking, you know, I've been harping on about Pogba's, you know, fatigue and he should get a rest. But this match, you know, it looked as if he was, I mean, if you take out the 20 or so minutes that I was, you know, Instagram whole watching, um, if you look at um, Pogba, you are still closing, you know, players and closing spaces and, you know, um, pressing and running it was so encouraging. I was like, "Wow!" Because I still think you should get a rest. And uh, in the last, in the, you know, the third minute of extra time, Martial actually, culprit number one, you know, who doesn't use look show well, Martial actually set up show very well, and uh, yeah. Speaking of Marcel, that his his eye healed up. Did you notice that? That pink eye he had. <laughs> that pink eye he had healed up. So yeah. So it was nice. I did not. I'll be honest with you guys. I did not expect, you know, Ole to be eight matches and eight wins, or eight wins straight. That's fucking crazy. I thought maybe like would be like you know, uh, five wins. Five wins, two draws, and a loss, something like that. Of probably even four wins, you know, three, uh, three draws and a loss. More so, that's what I was thinking about. But eight wins, I would have never, 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 ever, ever. Do you guys want him as your manager? Because now he's like he's making a good case. Oh, let me not say he's making... Okay, yes, he's making a good case, but it's a deceptive one because we've seen so many times the Di Matteos. Zidane did win, like, you know, 15 Champions Leagues in a row, but in the league, they were shit. He couldn't... But, okay, but that, that dressing room is something else to handle. But we've seen so many times the Leicester guy, is it sharp, Sharpie, Shaky, Shakespeare? Is it Shakespeare? Shaky. You know, the players shook out Ranieri, brought in Shakespeare, and he did, you know... He did jack shit. I think he won like his first four games, five games or something, but it ended up in tatted. So I think let's be brave. I'd rather I think I'd rather have the porch. I'd rather have the porch in now. And uh speaking of the porch, did that crazy comment he made that, you know, trophies is not important. That's trophies are only good for for egos. That's like Jesus Christ. Pochettino. <laughs> I thought of Mourinho when he said that, but that was a crazy comment to make. Because we all understand Tottenham, you know, you know, they're on a tight budget. You know, they can't spend willy-nilly like us. You know, Pochettino's got those players to play at. They're overperforming. But to say that trophies don't matter, that's... Uh, that was wrong. That was wrong. All right. So I've got a clip here. You know, there was a Jose Mourinho made did an interview. Is it being sports? So let let's see if there's anything here to that we can feast on. I hope you guys can hear in the background. The best thing. I guess they're asking him no, the best team he's ever had. We won everything. 
So I have to be objective, I have to be respectful to them, uh, and to say a team that won everything from day one until the last day, won all the competitions, won the travel. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can agree. Beat agree the best with you. team in the world 3 uh, 1, uh, Barcelona, beat Bayern Munich in the final 2 0, uh, won the league in Italy um, with a fantastic number of, of, of points, won the cup, won three finals in, in 10 days. I have to say the best the best thing okay agreed agreed there no can't dispute that i guess the best team that is had may on paper like player by player basis obviously it's not uh, i'm sure madrid would have had a better team than what he had at inter um yeah but i mean if you go by the results yeah i agree i also think that sometimes we comments what we see but we don't know what is behind the scenes oh, okay. and that influence we what we see. Here we go. And I think that is, um, that is a, fundamental, a fundamental thing. If I tell you, for example, that I consider one of the best jobs of my career to finish second with Manchester United in the Premier League, you say this guy is crazy. And that's because you are son of a bitch. We all know what he's saying here, you know. Some of you, you don't consider what happened behind the scene that influences in front of the scene. And uh, coming second is my... Uh, and this is after seeing what Sosha has done, you know. Seeing, seeing what Sosha has done with this team already. Are we good defensively? No, we're quite shit. But I'll say it again: we have a lot of attacking talent. You can get goals with this team. He could not adapt. He still wanted to play that shitty ass where, you know, he can't coach attacking players. You could see they are not making runs. They are not making triangles. You know the same thing that I've been saying for the past twenty or so episodes. You could tell that these guys, and again, he, when you fuck up with people's egos, when you try to destroy them, when you try to kill their spirit, they're not going to perform. They're not going to feel happy. They're, you know, they're going to feel scared or they're going to feel frustrated. They're not going to want to give a fuck because they're supposed to be in my corner. Now you're going out of the public chastising me. You know, remember that shaking of the head he did for Rashford. Now he's saying that if you know what was behind the scenes, you had amazing players behind the scenes. And let's be honest, Man United was shit. They were horrible to watch. The league was so bad last year. And coming on to this year, have you noticed that this year, and I'm sure I've said in the last two episodes, this, this season, should I say, um, if you have any sort of like attacking intent, you're going to do well. The, as in the bottom teams, the bottom 10, bottom 12, bottom 13, 14, 15, or maybe bottom 13 teams, they're giving away points, you know, if you have any sort of attacking intent. Remember Arsenal went on a 22-game unbeaten run? It's not all Premier League, but you get what I'm saying. United Social has come. We still have the same defense that Mourinho was crying about. And eight games in a row, not all Premier League, but yes, He's won all his Premier League matches. Tottenham, remember how how fucked up the season started off. 
with not signing any players and they were drawing games and all of that shit. But, you know, remember they were title challengers for like two hours. This season is the one whereby you can get by with just pure attacking. Get yourself into a good position and then, you know, build on for next season. This is the season where you can fool people with just attacking football. And that's what Social is doing. But then this guy saying behind the scene, one of my greatest achievements was to come second. Bollocks. We won 25 titles. And he's saying that a second position was one of his best achievements in, in football. I keep saying this because people doesn't know what is going behind the scenes. And sometimes we, in this side of the, of the, of the cameras, we analyze things with a different perspective. Mm. And also the reason why I accept to be here and I will accept in the next... Um, blah, 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 blah. That's why I accept to come with this perspective of uh, yeah. Beckham to Real Madrid. I think it was that period, if I'm not wrong, but the phrase I kept with me... He's talking about Beckham. The biggest one in the Premier League, Sir Alex Ferguson, told the day a player is more important than the club, goodbye. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because there are many things behind that is difficult to create a situation so linear as this one. So I think the way to do it is for the players to find a certain balance and the balance has to be created in the relation between the players and the manager. The manager is there to coach them. The manager is not there to keep the discipline at any cost. The structure must be made. The structure must be there to protect the manager and for the players to feel that everything is in place and they are not going to arrive into a situation where they feel more powerful than they used to be okay all right all right all right so he started off by you know talking about the beckham situation where ferguson you know i think he was blasting the team he kicked a boot and it hit beckham on the face split his split his face open beckham tried to you know tried to bum rush him tried to hammer him players you know they stopped him then ferguson got rid of him soon after at real madrid that's what Mourinho was referring to so we all know who Mourinho was talking about Paul Pogba, you know, now he's blaming it on the club, saying there's no structure, there's no structure that protects the manager, there's, there wasn't any structure that, you know, allows the player to feel he's, he's bigger than the club. Fuck off, man. Fuck off, that's excuses. Dude, uh, the, that accountant, the idiot, he gave you the whole club there's no director of football there there's no you know is it Rina, Marina Graveskaya the chose one or the, the previous the black guy is it the Nigerian the Michael Emanalo you know there isn't uh, Florentino Perez that you know is harping on you and giving you pressure like that he hasn't had any of those you know problems someone who he answers to he hasn't had that. So he could do what he wants. He could discipline the players how he wanted. That, that's, that's a manager's dream. Not to blame and say there's no structure. Mm. 
Jose. And that's what I was saying. I don't think he's going to win any, like, a, a big trophy. Like, one of the big, you know, Spanish, Italian, English. Uh, maybe I'll even throw my hat out and say French titles or the Champions League, you know. Because he clearly fucked up that situation. Okay, the Man United situation is a messed up one. Let's be honest. Let's be fair. There's no director of football. Ed Woodward is an idiot. Uh, you know, football wise is an idiot. But still, like, you have a lot of... You can tell him who to sign. He had a lot of power. And And he had a good squad. And you can't say... As much as I hate Woodward, you can't say that he didn't support him. He spent a fuckload of money. He bought him old and expensive players. Alexis, Ibramovic, Matic. He, you know, he kept he gave Fellaini a contract extension. What the fuck? You've been supported. You've had a great squad from day one. The structure, the structure, come on. I mean, that it's changed. This thing of saying that where the manager, you know, or, or where players are, is basically talking, talking about player power. Those days have gone. They've long gone. They changed the days of, uh, what's his name? When Ferguson was still there. Ronaldo had player power that time. If you remember, everyone knows that Ferguson told Ronaldo that, look, just stay on for one more season. He couldn't block the transfer. He just told him, stay for one more season. That thing of player power, that, that's bullshit. And man, the Man United dressing room, come on, it's not like Real Madrid dressing room whereby you'll be overthrown. It's not. It's been fucked up for two and a half years. If it was that bad, they would have got rid of him sooner. If the player power was that bad. That's excuses. That, and again, sorry, I didn't finish my point about Mourinho why I don't think you win another big title with a big club is that he fucked up that situation and he can't see that it's because of him he can't see it in his mind he thinks that it's everyone else's fault it was a bad situation yes but he contributed to it instead of making it better Sosha isn't this world class genius manager so why can't you why can't you adapt? Adapt to the situation. Sidebar, speaking of situation, isn't uh, what's his name? Mauricio sorry, fucking up at I mean uh, just uh, well I mean it's his system. The system is so devout to the system. That's another thing. Let's continue with this bastard. For Schneider to come here to hug his friends. To be with his friends, to be with his former coach, yeah, in modern football, news is when you have problems. That's news. And in modern football, I don't, I, I don't like to say that it is a problem between the coach and the player. I think it's a problem between the coach without a structure behind him. He's blaming the structure again. What I want to say this is that we are not anymore in the time where the coach by himself is powerful enough to cope and to have a relation of 
education and sometimes confrontation with, um, with players that are not the best professionals. The coaches nowadays, they need a structure. This fucker always with his confrontation and not the best professionals. All these other players who are good professionals at other clubs. He's talking about Pogba. Let's let's you know let's stop bullshitting. Pogba was there was there was no noise of you know Pogba's bad professionalism at uh, Juve. Who else is he talking about? Maybe Alexis. Alexis was a motherfucker, which is why we shouldn't have signed him in the first place. Just went and took up Marcelo and Rashford's playing time, and he destroyed Mar- uh, Marcelo and Rashford. If you remember, he kept wanting to blast them in public. You fucked that up, Mourinho. They need a club organized in a certain way where instead of being the manager, the coach, the head coach, like probably you like to, 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 to call it in, um, in this area of the globe, cannot be anymore a direct relation between the player and the coach. Because this creates, um, you know, step by step, is going to arrive into a situation where you must have um, hard decisions. And who to blame? The clubs without a structure? That's what every manager has to do. Hard decision. So he's saying that take away the decision making from the manager. That's every manager's dream. You want to have the freedom of transfers. They always complain. He's the number one culprit of complaining about not having, you know. Okay, so let's say maybe the board and, you know, Woodward got strict on him with, uh, you know, with the transfers, which was actually a good thing that the board and Edward did for once. Now you have to be a coach. Now you have to coach. Show who you are. Coach. Be a coach. If you don't want to be a manager, okay, because he's saying he doesn't want those responsibilities, right? That's his argument now. Then you have to be a coach. And even if you don't want to be a coach, look at everyone around him. He's been taking shots at Klopp, you know, for having good football but not producing trophies. Coach is a fucking good coach. A coach. <laughs> Woo! I'm tired, guys. Klopp, oh, speaking of who, I need to do a wrestling podcast. Klopp is a fucking good coach. From day one, you could see, you know, how his players change mentality and how they were attacking and pressing. Pep is the same. They all, Pochettino is the same. They all make players play better. They all push players to play better. They improve players. This guy degrades players. To create a situation where the player is not anymore in a situation of a direct relation with the manager, but yes, a relation with... I don't believe in that, because one thing is image, another thing is communication, another thing is a good structure behind, and another thing is to win and to get results. And um, it's very easy to play well and not win. It's very easy to be behind a certain idea of a certain football without results. Those are shots at club. And um, the people that wins, and the people that wins consistently, because you can win isolated, 
and then disappear. The people that win consistently has obviously a different idea, um, a different you idea didn't, didn't um, about that. If you speak about uh, uh, Guardiola, about Ancelotti, about the ones uh, where obviously I belong, that have a career of victory. Did this bitch say, talk about Guardiola and say that's where he belongs? Let's rewind. I, I, this must be the tiredness of, you know, a working day and my head is paining. Did this bitch say that he belongs with Guardiola? Different idea, um, a different idea um, about that. If you speak about uh, uh, Guardiola, about Ancelotti, about the ones uh, where obviously I belong. Where obviously I belong. Obviously. He can't. Uh, that's it. He, he can't win. He can't win any of the any of the the big the big three, big four, you know, league titles or the Champions League. He will never win any of them. It's because of that. He thinks he belongs with those people. Especially Pep. How dare you mention Pep? Pep has changed football. Literally, there's football before Pep and after Pep. Obviously, okay. Pep is a disciple of you know. Uh, your is it Johan Cruyff? Yeah, Johan Cruyff and uh, Bielsa. But literally, you know, he took those he took those learnings, and football changed after him. Mourinho has not brought anything. Okay, yeah, he's changed the Premier League in terms of intensity from you know game number one as in the importance of winning matches from the first day but he hasn't you haven't changed football you've been a he has been so damaging to football the divisiveness the useless beefs the horrible insulting the careers is ended remember he ended under Anders Frisk's career because of the shit that he was saying in public is that he was you know criticizing him he fucked up his career he had to stop after that and even the the, the woman the woman doctor fucked up her career she had to stop after that I don't I don't care how you can say Okay, you know, off the pitch, Mourinho is such a wonderful, charming guy. He gives away to charity. And then, you know, on the pitch, he's a demonic monster. A little monster. And only Wenger was the one brave enough to push him and stand up to him. Pushed him twice. A little evil bastard, this guy. I'm probably shorter than him. <laughs> Jesus Christ, where I obviously belong. It's shots at club. Fuck you. I mean, I hate Liverpool, but fuck you. Fuck you, Mourinho. That have a career of victories for long, long periods. Where are the young ones with um, a real impact in terms of results? Where are they? No, I want to coach. I'm too young. Um... I'm in football for a long, long time, but... Uh, okay, I've had enough. There's like two minutes of this clip left, but I've, I've had enough. I've been with Mourinho. He's actually been my coach for... Sorry, for almost three years, and it's enough.
you know how if you've been listening to me you know how i hate this guy let's delete that off the computer never to be seen again i'm making no, i'm going to the recycle bin microsoft for life I'll delete this first nah let's delete the Mourinho one yeah so sorry so yeah <sighs> that was Mourinho um I think we're playing Burnley or some or a team like that so obviously I'm predicting a win <laughs> jinx it and let us lose It'll be my fault predicting a win I, I don't see anything I mean I just hope that uh, Juan gets more games. I mean, much more playing time. Pereira gets much more playing time. Um, Pogba gets subbed off early because he's going to start him. I mean, I'd love him to rest him, but that could fuck up, you know, the flow, the momentum. Bloody blah, blah. Rashford gets subbed early, 65 minutes. I'm still thinking about PSG. Neymar's injured, by the way. There are rumors that he might not play. And. Uh, yeah. Uh, remember, I still haven't done my director of football episode, and it's almost end of January. Uh, the player I talked about, I think two episodes ago, Nicolo Barella, or maybe it was even the last episode. There were rumors that Chelsea were going to sign him. Oh, that. Please say it ain't so. And now it's like Inter. Remember that brilliant Jove director of football is now at Inter now. It's like. There are rumors that Inter are far along in discussions. Please, we have to sign him. Apparently, he's worth 45. That's so little compared to how good that boy is. We can't let Barella go. And the other one is Pablo Fornals. Apparently, Napoli also fine discussions with him. <sighs> if we sign those two players, our midfield is set for easily 10 years. Easy. 10 years. Easy, 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 easy. Nicolo Barella and Pablo Fornals set up. Set. Oh, it hurts me so. It hurts me so. Anyway, guys. Um, any feedback on the podcast at muzo.k, muzo.k. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. Red from Z at Red from Z. Say hi. Let me know about the pod. Um, any. Uh, feedback any criticisms any praise any love um i appreciate it i'm still going to watch that tottenham match i mean rewatch that tottenham match and make a pod plus i need to make a wrestlemania i, I not wrestlemania i saw a rumble yesterday <sighs> i mean they tried at least but i i did uh i'm going to watch Maybe, oh, but uh, damn, this match is there's still like it's only 9 p.m. I think the match starts at 10. Shit, I wanted to see the NXT. I don't know if I'll be able to save it to see it with my dad, but I definitely have to make a pot for NXT. I think it's in Phoenix. NXT, NXT. All right, love you guys. Have a good night. Enjoy the match. Come on, you Reds.